on this episode. <laughs> on this episode, we're going to be talking about all things Irish creatures. Ooh. Probably one of my favorite topics in the whole Irish folklore and Celtic folklore in general. I just love the creatures. Most of my favorite creatures stem from the British Isles and most, you know, prominently Ireland and Scotland. So yes. I feel this is my niche and I'm very excited to talk about all of our different uh, creatures in here. But our first topic is going to be leprechauns. Hot stars, horseshoes, clovers, and the moon. Lots of golden rainbows and, and the red balloon. So everybody knows about leprechauns. I even have them on my socks today. This, why not? I just remember that YouTube video of, I saw a leprechaun. Yeah, I'm descended from a you know, family of leprechaun hunters. <laughs> That's an old one. I love it, That's though. so funny. I haven't seen that in forever. That's hilarious. <laughs> so leprechauns are very popular in pop culture. We see them depicted on everything from cereal boxes to, like, weird Disney movies about basketball. Like, it's crazy. And then, and then the actor who played Willow. The evil leprechaun. Yo, and then you get the leprechaun franchise. Yeah. yeah which is yeah. terrifying. I've never seen them and never will. I no, me neither. I don't do well with horror. I do, but I just no. find the makeup. But I think it's atrocious. hilarious the whole premise of a leprechaun being that demented. Well, they can be. I know. I just always imagine, like, you know, Lucky running around from Lucky Charms. I know a lot about leprechauns. They're wee little men with bright orange beards and a green top hat with a green vest, right? Mm-hmm. That's, that's how they're even depicted on my socks. That's what we think about leprechauns. They're just like elves, aren't they? They're a gnome. Yeah, like a gnome. Oh, and then you can find them at a pot of gold at the end of the rainbow. Yeah, they're like a pixie, goblin, elf. Yeah. What's really cool is that, like, shoemakers, they're leprechauns. Leprechauns can, they have a tendency to make shoes. They also don't live in, like, a a herd or, like, a family of leprechauns. They're only, like, one leprechaun. That's why they claim that it's lucky to catch a leprechaun. Well, they are. They're solitary creatures who spend Mm -hmm. their time making and mending shoes and have hidden a pot of gold at the end of the rainbow. Mm -hmm. But they don't sit there to hang out. No. If captured by a human, they often grant three wishes Mm -hmm. in exchange for their freedom. Leprechauns are very good at practical jokes and pranks. So if you say something, they will take it to a place where you probably don't want to. So even though you get those three wishes, it's never good to make wishes. So the earliest known reference to the leprechaun is from a story called Adventures of Fergus, Son of Lady. The text contains an episode in which Fergus, the king of Ulster, Northern Ireland, falls asleep on the beach and wakes to find himself being dragged to the sea by a leprechaun. He captures his abductors, who grant him three wishes in exchange for release. The great wealth of the fairies comes from treasure crocs, buried of old in wartime. Like, you know, they take war, the gold from the dead people scavenge and that's how they like, would hide them at the end yeah. of a rainbow so that's where they would get all their gold it's crazy more another thing people don't realize is that leprechauns are actually fairies they're part of the fae yeah realm and world yeah they're they're part of the, of the dina she mm-hmm. they think it's like their own thing and the fairies mm-hmm. only have like little wings and fly around like pixies no leprechauns also have a huge impact on on pop culture there's so many different not just movies and books mm-hmm. but just references in weird random places like WWE, I think it was like back in the 90s, there was a wrestler named Dylan Mark, and he appeared as Horns Roggle. Horns Roggle. He was a leprechaun who lived under the ring in WWE. And he'd come out and he'd have like little green suspenders on and like just like crawl out from under the ring. Oh my goodness. Like that's the most random, I think, leprechaun reference I have. 
And then my biggest leprechaun memory is that movie Luck of the Irish from Disney, where like the basketball kid <laughs> and his Irish grandfather owns a potato chip factory. Yes, I've seen that. Like it is the most it's stereotypical. The who, it was the same dude who did the, the Disney mermaid movie. Yes. <laughs> from the early 2000s. And oh it's like... God. It was the most offensive Irish, like, depiction. And these were actual Irish actors. And it just makes you wonder, is this, like, I don't know. It was just so funny. Because his Irish grandfather owned a potato factory. His mom had the stereotypical red hair of any Irish woman. They then find a gold coin. They're all leprechauns. And it makes him, like, two feet, like, not even, like, two inches tall. And then he has... Him and his grandfather, like, have to Irish dance their way through some villains. I don't know. But that was my biggest leprechaun influence when I was a kid. That's funny. Was that movie. And just thinking, like, leprechauns played basketball. <laughs> that was, I don't know why, but that was just the one thing that stuck with me when I was a kid. Like, my first, val- like, vivid memory of, like, I never leprechauns. understood the look of the Irish because <clears throat> the Irish are not very lucky. <laughs> no. That's why they have so many superstitions <laughs> yes. about being lucky. Because naturally... That's why they have so many charms. Did you know that leprechauns are a protected species under the EU? That they're actually a legitimate protected species. Interesting. It's kind of like how Scotland's official national animal is the unicorn. Mm-hmm. It's on my coat of arms. Mine is lame. It's just a bunch of metalwork because smiths. <laughs> I mean, that, you know, I don't know about Thompson. I've never looked it up, but I don't think my husband's family is Irish. There's actually like a preserve in Ireland that's a leprechaun preserve because they're an endangered species. Mm-hmm. I thought just remember those leprechaun hunters in what like Alabama or Kentucky or whatever. <laughs> don't, don't send them. They're like they're like a family of witch hunters. <laughs> watch out! I have to watch that because I I remember it so wrong. Did you know there was eight movies in the Leprechaun series? I did not. Yes, he even goes to space in one of them. Oh my goodness, that was a magic random thing. And Luck of the Irish is actually a remake. There was one in eighty. 80- 48 and there was one in 2000 of course the one in 48 he probably doesn't play basketball and have a grandpa who owns a potato chip factory right but it's a it was a remake who and it's called the same thing it's called the same thing luck of the irish and i believe they're both produced by disney and then of course there's darby o'gill on the little people oh and then there was a really bad straight to video movie that was really good had a what is his name randy quaid (laughs) is it what movie was that um it's where it's romeo and juliet but with leprechauns and fairies Okay, all I'm thinking is Nomeo and Juliet. No, 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 no. <laughs> no I don't think I saw that but, one. But it's the it's they don't call it Romeo. I don't even remember what it's called. I'll just look it up because I don't I don't think I've ever heard that. So if you're interested in any of the creatures we're talking about, that movie Darby O'Gill and the Little People is on Disney Plus, and it's it is a movie from the uh, late '50s, but it is fabulous when it comes to Irish creatures, myths, and, and legends. You basically get a, a huge dose of it in that small little '50s movie. That's true. Yeah, no, it's good. It um, is good. Randy Quaid Leopard Con movie. Oh, yeah. See, I'm not the only one who suits. The Magical Legend of the Leprechauns. Wait, no, that's not it. <laughs> oh, maybe it is. Is it like an animated film or is it like nope. live action? It's live action. Low budget? Yes. <laughs> but it was really good because it showed, you know, like the, the male leprechaun and the fairy girl fall in love and they hate, you know, they hate each other, blah, 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 blah. Hmm. I'll have to watch and that. And then Randy Quaid, like, I think inherits a home that's right on the border. So he's not a leprechaun. No, he's not. Could you no, imagine? he's a human. And he goes into, like, the house and I guess his family took care, you know, would leave mm-hmm. out, like, the bread and milk and the honey and, you know, kept all the old oh, like, superstitions. Yeah, that's hilarious. But leprechauns are fun. I think it is, yeah. It's called The Magical Legend of 
the leprechaun. I'll look that up. Oh, and Whoopi Goldberg is in it. <laughs> okay, what year was it though? 1999. She was in everything in the 90s. That's true. Yeah. No, I mean it, it's a it's a one of those movies that's really bad but really good oh, at the same time. I, I remember we that. rented it all, or I rented it all the time when I was a kid. The next creature is the puka. I think the puka is probably something most people aren't familiar with, but once they realize where they're from, they are in shock. So pukas are shapeshifters. They take the form of whatever it chooses. Most commonly, it's dogs, rabbits, goats, goblins, and a little old man. They can also take the shape of a dark horse, like a black horse with gold eyes. So creepy. And they like to embellish on the truth, so they will twist your words. And they only appear at night, which they like to then create havoc and mischief during. And then it says, I'm not sure why they fear. They do no harm. But that's true. And it's false. While they physically do no harm, they cause harm. They cause harm. So They're like one of those yeah. where, where they... Don't, yeah, they don't harm you, but they make things around you happen. Yes. Most commonly, I think I've ever seen them depicted as rabbits, like in Darby O'Gill and in Donnie Darko. And Harvey. Yes. If you're not aware, Donnie Darko is a movie about an Irish puka creature. The, the rabbit is a puka who twists Donnie's mind and creates these hallucinations in his head. Yes, Donnie's also losing his mind, but it's at the cause of a puka. Many of these Irish creatures, they take the form of something else. So my biggest thing is when you're in Ireland, don't pet anything. I said that but when I was there. I was all over every animal. I don't know very much about pukas. Yeah, so basically they, they're seen as protectors of territories and of other gods and deities but then they can also bring good and bad fortune that could help or hinder rural and marine communities until they look over like 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 territories and there's a story of a a farmer boy puka keeps playing with him and not letting him do his work right so he blamed the puka and the dad was like okay we'll put on these and the puka appeared to him as the horse Mm -hmm. as a colt and so his dad says the little boy put on these spurs next time he comes you know use the spurs so he did he rode around on the puka next day the puka comes and the puka asked do you have those those shark things on your feet and the little boy's like why yes i do and the puka says okay i won't bother you anymore and then leaves because <laughs> he was causing mischief mm-hmm. just by not letting the little boy do his work. You know, like it's just, it's, he's also used as a cautionary tale, <clears throat> you know, to kids. Like, don't eat overripe blackberries because the puka has entered it. Interesting. But I think that that's, I love the puka idea. Just that this little innocent rabbit is going to cause so much problem. Or could you imagine a goat? Like, could you just imagine a, a, the goats are bad? <laughs> yeah, like, I don't know. There's just something about like an, a, a goat, like a talking goat that freaks me out. Like Black Phillip. Terrifying. <laughs> and like I said, they could be, you know, protectors as well. Which but... is crazy. I didn't know that they were protectors. I thought they were just like little mischievous creatures that just come to just yeah, and make your life also miserable. also interesting because they will tell you what they are. They'll reveal themselves to you. Like what they are, which is really not the normal for fairies and the fae and the dinashi right. and all oh, that stuff. Another member of the fairy dinashi word I can't say. Dina. Dina. She. She. Dina. She. Dina. She. Dina. She. (laughs) Dina. She. Yeah. They, you know, most of the time they're very mysterious and they don't want to tell you their, you know, names have power just like in everything. So, but pukas don't care. That's crazy. Pukas are fun when they're not. When they're not trying to kill you. Yeah. Or make you time travel. Yeah. Well, that's what happens in Darby McGill. 
Didn't he also like push him down a well? Yes. Yeah. It's like the rabbit hole. Was the white rabbit a puka? A white rabbit? <laughs> a white rabbit. Was the the white rabbit from Alice in Wonderland, was that a puka? Probably. That's insane. That's probably where he got the idea. That's crazy. I wonder if that is true. I'll have to look that up. Oh, yeah. Probably. Because that makes sense. Because Alice is just reading her book, chilling out with her cat. And he's a white And bunny. then a white rabbit jumps on by and it takes place in the British Isles. Yeah. Where pukas are, you know doing their thing. They're all... Although he doesn't say he's a puka, but he does say he's late. Maybe he's just... I don't know. He didn't have time to tell her that he, he was did not. He was, he was late. Yeah. I'm late. I'm for a very important <laughs> Okay, <date>. don't start. <laughs> but, um... <laughs> that's crazy. Yeah. I've never thought... I didn't think about that until just now. Mm-mm. The white rabbit is probably a puka and leads her down a rabbit hole of insanity. Yeah. Maybe that's all that is. Just the puka. Because think of Alice in Wonderland itself. It's already pretty trippy. And then... Throw in that it's actually a puka, yeah. like causing you all this problems. Like that's that's crazy. rational. Yeah, that is that's okay. crazy. All right, so the next one is banshees. Banshees, banshees. We all know what a banshee is. The screaming lady, <laughs> right? But, exactly, exactly. They get like a bad rap on like Scooby Doo, evil ghosts. Just hanging well, there. Well, they have, like, big bared boobies that, like, swing back and forth. They're not pretty. No, they're not. They're actually fairies, too. Yeah. Yeah. People think they're ghosts, but they're not. They're fairies. And they're actually there as a warning of death's arrival. Yes. So they'll present themselves to the person who is imminently going to be dying. They could also appear as a crow or another animal associated with death, like a black cat. Well, because ravens and crows mm-hmm. are supposed to bring your soul to... Exactly. Yeah. I want a raven. Not death. They're associated with witchcraft. Yes. So cats, rabbits. They're also known as the woman of the fairy mound, which do you know what a fairy mound is? It's the home of the fairies. One of them. It's one of the entrances to the fairy realm. Because you have to go into the hill or under the hill is where they live. Yeah. But it's like the barrier. Mm -hmm. Yeah. If you see a banshee washing uh, their clothes in a river, you can stop and ask them who's going to die. Did you know that? I did not know that. Yeah. That's pretty so good. So they will, they will, t- you, you see them, they, what they do is once the person that they've warned has passed away, they, they dip their hands in the blood or somehow, I don't know, because sometimes it's not always yeah. a painful death, but they end up with the, the blood of the person who has passed away, who they warned on their hands. So they go to the nearest river to wash their hands and their clothes of, of all the deceased blood. And uh, a passerby can ask the name of who is to die. Plus you can ask three questions about the death. Or about oh. your, I think about your own. I didn't go into details about the three questions, but you can ask, yeah, you can stop and ask the banshee who has died because they're washing the blood. And then you can ask them three questions. My biggest take on any of this is anybody told me I could have three questions or three wishes. I'll just go the fix and walk off. So there's always a price. Oh yeah, there's always. There's always a price. Right. And that's, and that's the thing with the, the, the fairy realm is that we, we tend to think of them in human terms, but it's not no. true because they're not human so they're not gonna have like you know morality we Mm -hmm. do it's in their nature and i think that's where the the irish superstitions and folklore get it right because you know leaving out the honey and the bread and the milk and all that stuff is to appease their nature it's not that they're evil it's just well a good example of that is that fairies can't lie they can't they do not have the they have to tell the truth but that being said, there's ways of twisting the truth. Or to make you think they're saying something, but they make you think a different Right. They're, they're really good with their words and, and how they yeah. they phrase things in a way to where they get what they want. Or if, you know, they can, if your three questions, they could totally not even answer them. But it's not lying. Yeah. 
maybe false information, but it's not lying because it could be the truth. One of us is lying and one of us is telling the truth. Love that movie. Um, <laughs> did you know King James the first is said to have seen a banshee before his death? It's said that he was, I think, in the the palace. It came to him in the hallway. Yeah. Well, the first account goes as far back as 1380 in the publication of the Triumphs of Torlo hmm. by Sean McCraith. Uh, mentions of banshees can also be found in Norman literature of that time. I think the banshees, they get a bad rap of just being ghosts that run around screaming. They're also in Darby O'Gill. Yes. So, honestly, if you find any of these interesting and just want a, a weird movie that has them all, Darby O'Gill's. Yeah. It, it, it is from the 1959, so you do have to have a pretty specific set of interest, I guess, to watch it. But it's fun. Banshees. Banshees. Yeah, you pretty much, I mean, there's no... Banshees other, are simple. Other little tidbits. No, banshees are they're, they're pretty They're actually kind of similar to Valkyrie, in a way. You yes. know, because they're... The Scandinavian Valkyries, right? Yeah. Similar, I thought but... the Valkyries were, were hand-picked soldiers. No, Valkyries are women. Right. Who take the souls of warriors up to Valhalla if they die? Okay, in that's war. where I, I got that twisted. Because okay, I knew that they're depicted a lot of, as warriors, but they're not. All they're there they're for just like is messengers. to bring warrior transportation. Yeah, yeah, they're just <laughs> transportation, and you know, not, but not every warrior you know gets to go to Valhalla. But if Valkyrie gets you, then you do. All right, my favorites. You ready? Yeah, for Kelpies. Yes. Kelpies are wonderful. They are water spirits that take the form of a horse or a dog-like like horse. a dark dog-like horse. So, like a, to me, it just I've always imagined kind of like a giant draft dog. Yeah, like a Great Dane kind of looking creature. They sit on the the side of locks and lakes and in rivers and things, and they persuade children to come over and and pet them. They lure children to mm -hmm. them, and their fur and their skin is actually sticky. So the kids come over and pet them. They're then stuck. The Kelpie will then run into the water, drown the child, and eat them. That's They're kind of like an evil water spirit, basically, and they inhabit any large body of water. Mm -hmm. And just like Loch Ness, you know, that's where that comes from. Did you know they can also take human form? Yes. Well, the movie Legend, Tom Cruise yes. and Tim Curry is the darkness. He fights a Kelpie. He does? Remember the blind witch? And he holds up the shield and she goes, ooh, you're a bat one. Yeah. That's, that's, that's a Kelpie? That's yeah, a Kelpie. That's crazy. Did not know that was a Kelpie. Because that's why I was like, what are you talking about? <laughs> yeah. Because she pops out of the water. She's like, you know, like a water witch. Okay. But Kelpie. Another one of those weird references I probably would never have known. Yeah. Yeah. Like like Kelpies are terrible. burning higher, making music like a choir. Kelpies are terrifying. Because I know I'd my ass would be right there. Yep. I'd be like, oh, look at the horse. Or the dog. Because I'm very gullible in that way. And especially if I'm in Ireland or Scotland. Of course. I'd rather die by a mythical spirit. That'd be cool. I don't know. I think I'd rather just not go to the fairy realm and never come back. Yeah, but then you'd be put into servitude. I don't care. I'd be serving fairies. <laughs> you'd, be eating, you'd be eating fairy fruit, and in such a daze, you won't care. I won't care. Golden rotten apples. And, and then they'll spit me out 300 years later. And you'll be like, what the hell just happened? I just wrote a toad. <laughs> like, what? Are they fae? I don't think they're fae. Um, no, they're part of the, I mean, technically, yes, but they live in this world. They don't right. go back and forth. But there okay. is a story called The Bridge of the Fairies, mm -hmm. which tells about Kelpies on, you know, and fairies, how the fairies and magical things left this realm. Right. During, mm -hmm. you know, the Renaissance era when we started becoming logical and scientific. <laughs> because we were no longer glamoured. Right. Or whatever. Whatever you know so, what to say, yeah. 
So there's a story about that they did leave with the other fairies. So they can. Well, that's so if you want to get into the story of Loch Ness and Nessie, Nessie is a Kelpie. And they say that the portal to the fairy realm is in Loch Ness. And that's how, that's why she's not always there. When they do the scan, she's gone. But then there's pictures of her. Because she can travel between two worlds. Or it's one of those dinosaurs. Mm -hmm. It's like Godzilla where he like goes down to the Earth's crest and sleeps for like a hundred thousand years and yeah. comes back up and is like that sounds like Finn cool. See, everything has a I know. Everything ties in. The next one is kind of a weird, obscure one. It's one of those random facts you know that you're just like, nobody cares about this. Yeah. Um, is the Avarta Av- Avarta. Avarta. The Avarta. Which I guess we could have also put into legend or like legends episode. Yeah. But I put it in creatures because vampires are creatures. They are creatures. I'm sorry. They are. Mm-hmm. There's a whole bunch of different things we could do about vampires, but we're going to specifically talk about the Avarta. And it's a dwarf magical Irish vampire. So like a vampire leprechaun? Like a vampire leprechaun. Or no. But the story about the Avarta is pretty interesting. So it's said that the original Avarta was like a lord who had his own little parish or, you know, whatever. And he was incredibly cruel. Like incredibly cruel. Uh, he would just beat people just for the sake of, of entertainment. It's kind of like very similar to <clears throat> Vlad. Yes. Taylor. Yes. You know how like yes. Vlad in... And yeah. they claim that that's the origin of vampires. That's what basically but this is. But that's funny that it's, it's... pretty similar. Yes. So he was incredibly cruel. Um, eventually his people rose up and took a stance against him and they killed him. Yeah. But he would also bathe in the, the blood and would drink the blood of... The people that he killed. So he was a terrible person. Right. Well, when they killed him, they wanted to do everything possible to prevent him from having a peaceful death because of the pain and suffering that he had inflicted on numerous amount of people. So they killed him. They buried him standing up. Mm-hmm. And he then raised... Oh, you know who killed him? Who? Finn McCool. Really? Okay. That is so cool. Did not know that, but that's fantastic. <laughs> so Finn McCool came to Ireland and well, fuck shit up basically. He grew up and then yeah, because yeah. he grew up in Ireland. Yeah, that's insane. Could you imagine? Literally, you don't only have to dig like a six foot hole, but they had to dig it like double that because they stood the coffin up. Well, that's what they do now. Mm-hmm. So instead of you know laying him down, he stood up, and that was to prevent the doors from opening. Mm-hmm. He still rose. Yeah. He still rose from the dead, as all vampires do, and he uh, caused even more vicious and uh, disgusting acts. So Finn killed him twice. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, and then uh, he drank the blood of his victims again. Yeah. And that's how they get Irish vampires. Oh, he, oh he, and the only way you can kill him is if you kill him and then uh, bury him. Not upside down. Standing up, but upside down. Right, and that's what Una did, the, the druid that mm-hmm. helped um, with, which she pops up, <clears throat> Una, the druid pops up in uh, quite a bit of stories. She pops up in the, uh, you know, the legend of the, the seven swan, the seven swan brothers, or six, sorry, six swan brothers, mm-hmm. returned into swans by Una, the druid. Mm-hmm. She turned Finn's wife into a deer, but then she turns around and, you know, helps. So kind of like, um, kind of like Lilith, like she'll give a gift, but there's always a price for right, it. Right, right. And yeah. then he, and then she turned his son into a deer for a long time. Finn the cools. She likes deer. Yeah. As a punishment. Mm-hmm. That's crazy. 
Anyway, sorry. That's just... But Irish vampires. Who knew? Yeah, who knew? A uh, dwarf vampire. A dwarf Irish vampire. Now, it kind of reminds me a little bit of Vlad the Impaler mixed with, like, Napoleon Bonaparte. Yeah. Like, like, the little person, like, being so evil. Yeah. But then also the Vlad the Impaler. It's almost the same story. Yeah. And when you... If whenever we do an actual vampire episode, I feel like we're going to have to do one episode entirely for vampires. Oh, yeah. Because there's um, a Strigoi. There's, there's the Wallachia. Yeah. And there's, there's so many different... Depending on what culture you're looking in or what type of region you're looking in, vampire origin stories are everywhere. So it's really hard for somebody to actually say this is where the, the legend... Yeah. Well, some some legends of vampires, like, they they feed on your love. Right. Or they feed on your soul, or they feed on your, you know, psychic but energy too, but and they drain you in that sense. Soul sucker. Yeah. And Happiness sucker. Yes, exactly. That's what I but describe Then people. there's also, you know, there's the the origins of that they were actually cursed by the devil. The first one was a, a cursed by the devil, son of an evil warlord, and sold his son's soul in order to prevail in this war. And, and be then, immortal and blah, blah, blah. Exactly. And then it just, you know, spread like a disease. And, right. Uh, I think that's probably my favorite one, just because it's... It's so crazy. And then there's also the more logical where they actually claim that it was like a disease, kind of like... Uh, Lupus? Yeah. That these people, they had an iron deficiency, so they craved iron. And, you know, blood has a lot of iron in it, so they would drink blood to sustain their bodies. So it just depends. Yeah. I love vampires. I can't wait to talk about vampires someday. Okay. The next one, the Dulahan. 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 Just one of my favorites, too. Mainly because of Sleepy Hollow. Yes. Yes. And the Headless Horseman. The Dulamon is an Irish Headless Horseman who is the inspiration uh, to the Ichabod Crane story. Yes. Which is incredible. It is a death omen. The Dulamon is... Yeah. Okay. If a Dulamon, Dulahan is still a person, it will die immediately. What did I just say? Is seen... I think it's if you see the Dulamon. Dullahan, you will die. Yeah. I don't know what I wrote. I think I was incredibly tired at like two in the morning when I wrote this. You know that the flesh of the head is said to have the color and consistency of moldy cheese? Yes. And that's where the pumpkin comes in because <laughs> yes. they claim that once their head molds, they take they on actually a replacement. got it really good in Sleepy Hollow because mm-hmm. the weapon is a spine. Yeah. Of a human corpse. From a human corpse yeah. as a whip. Yeah. Yeah. Isn't that crazy? Yeah. Uh, it's said to be a death omen. So if you see the Dullahan, you will die immediately. Well, but... if, it's, if the Dullahan stops riding. Oh, it's and... still. That's what I meant. If the Dullahan is still, yeah. someone will die immediately in the vicinity right. of the Dullahan. I make sense of what I wrote now. That's perfect. And there's um, rumors that golden objects can force the, the Dullahan to disappear. Yeah. I didn't write that. I didn't know that part. That's mm-hmm. interesting. But also it says, don't... They don't like to be looked at, and they will whip one eye out of every onlooker. So they'll use their spine whip yeah. to pop out your eye for staring upon them. Yeah. How terrifying is that? Could you imagine getting popped in the eye with a spine? Ugh. Like a snake. Yeah. Like, oh, no. Like a bull whip, but yeah. with someone's spine. Yes. How so. did that work? Because spines aren't very long. That's what I don't know, but um, magic. <laughs> the guy's running around I'm with just... no head, and you're wondering how the spine works. <laughs> I'm just trying to imagine it. I'm like, like, click, 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 clack, clack. Yes. <laughs> like with the... and that's, that's so funny. But it is said that once their head fully decomposes, because it's the only part that's still left human. Yeah, yeah. You have to destroy head, the head if you want uh, to kill it. it. Yeah. And so they'll carry it in different things. And that's how they get, like, the, the pumpkin head. Yeah. Because they would put their heads in, like, different things. Especially if it looks like moldy cheese. Yeah, if it looks like moldy cheese. That's hilarious. Um, <laughs> so that's basically it for our obscure uh, creatures of Irish myths and legends. 
How do you feel about that? I thought it was pretty good. I thought it was great. I think there's a lot more somehow. Oh, there is. Well, yeah, because like when I'm researching happening to me and I wanted Mm -hmm. to get kind of a more uh, coherent way of explaining things, you know, oh, what's this? Click. Oh, that's cool. Right. What's this? Oh, yeah. Spiral down that rabbit hole of finding things. And I think that was so hard for me to narrow it down to six creatures um, because I was doing the same thing. And then it's like, oh, well, if we talk about this, we have to talk about this. Oh, if we talk about this, we have to talk yeah, about this. Yeah, and then, of course, they're all, you know, they'll they'll say, oh, this is what they're called in Wales, or this is what they're called right. in Scotland, yes. this is what they're called. Or this so, is the equivalent in, like, Norse mythology. This is the equivalent in right. Greek mythology. And then you're like, oh, yeah. But we'll have our own episodes for each of those. So I don't feel that we need to go into too much detail. And then we'll eventually reference back to whatever we need to. But I thought this was a great first episode to kind of get our feet wet. Our feet wet. And to introduce uh, this the series. So, um, join us next week when we talk about Irish myths. Woo! My favorite. I know. We're going to get into the Pantheon. Which I think is going to be fantastic. Yes. Alrighty, guys. We'll see you guys next week. Bye! Bye! Thanks for joining us for this week's episode of The Whimsical Imaginations of Jenny and Caitlin. Connect with us on Twitter at Jenny and Caitlin and Instagram at Whimsical Imaginations. Make sure to check in often to see sneak peeks, behind the scene photos, and bloopers. Share with us your favorite part of this week's episode and what you'd like to see from us next. Next week on the Whimsical Imaginations of Jenny and Caitlin, let's talk about Irish myths, superstitions, and all the luck of the Irish. Make sure to subscribe anywhere you listen to podcasts so you never miss an episode. Help us grow by rating and sharing with your friends. Hope to see you nerds soon. The Whimsical Imaginations of Jenny and Caitlin are written, produced, edited, and hosted by Jenny Thompson and Caitlin Roberts. All opinions expressed are solely the host's own and in no way reflect upon any and all sources or topics discussed in this episode. Jenny and Caitlin are not experts and should not be considered so. They are just two nerds sharing their limited knowledge with the world.